the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we are underway on this Thursday. It's the 30th and final morning of the month of September in the year of our Lord, 2021. And we are going to make it count. It'll be memorable. we got a great list of guests who are going to be joining us this morning. Coming up in uh, about a half an hour, somebody you have not heard from before, but I think I want to hear from today, and I think you will too. Adam Waldeck will be joining us. He is the president uh, of a very important organization, 1776 Action. And they have declared, even though we're at the end of the month, it's okay, but they've declared uh, September as Patriotic Education Month, and they have focused for the last 30 days on exactly that. We talk a lot on this program about you know, uh, fighting back against critical race theory, fighting back against uh, the 17, or excuse me, the 1619 Project and all of the other things that are being done to try to make people, make children in particular, hate this country. And uh, we always talk about how we need to push back against that. We're taking over school boards, we're fighting back uh, against administrators and so forth. Well, the 1776 Action Organization run by Adam Waldeck is taking that to another level. So not only is uh, September the Patriotic uh, Education Month, which is now coming to a close, they're doing a lot of work against CRT and some of the other uh, horrific indoctrination going on in this country. And I support organizations like that. So we're going to learn more from Adam Waldeck, Waldeck, the uh, president of 1776 Action. At 1010, we'll talk to Dr. Everett Piper, as we do each and every Thursday at that time. He's got... he's. He's a little fired up this morning. I'm just going to tell you point blank. I was talking to him last night as we prepared today's show. He is fired up. He is so sick and tired of losing his free speech rights. And it's by Mark Zuckerberg and the fascists at Fascist Book, otherwise known as Facebook to some, um, who have suspended Dr. Piper twice in recent weeks 
for simply posting statistics about the COVID-19, both the, uh, the virus itself and the uh, vaccines. Posting statistics that are backed up and sourced by medical researchers is called by Facebook misinformation. And if you post misinformation, which you can go ahead and understand and read as information that runs counter to the everybody-must-get-vaccinated narrative, if you post anything that challenges that orthodoxy, you are accused and convicted of uh, presenting misinformation and thus banned or suspended accordingly. He's ticked. And I am, too. I am, too. And we're going to talk about that with Dr. Piper at 10.10. And then at 10.35, Jack Windsor comes back with us. Jack Windsor was reporting, uh, I don't want to say breathlessly, but right on top of everything, really, really waiting for what was supposed to be a vote yesterday in the Ohio House on a new bill to, even though it wasn't as strong as House Bill 248, but a new bill to uh, essentially protect somewhat, not Again, not great, but somewhat against vaccine mandates. That bill was uh, fast-tracked out of committee by an 11-3 to vote. It was supposed to go to a House vote yesterday by the end of the day. But by the end of the day, it was pulled. They shut down all discussion on it. It's crazy. The Republicans on uh, or in Columbus in the General Assembly cannot get out of their own way. It is embarrassing. And Jack Windsor is covering the State House for the Ohio Press Network and for us at WHK AM fourteen twenty the answer. And he's going to join us to give us the latest on that coming up at uh ten thirty five. So Adam Waldeck, Dr. Everett Piper, and Jack Windsor will be with us. And of course I invite you in between before and after those uh interviews at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Now let's get our program started as we always do. If you would please, Patriots, rise, stand and face your flag if you have one. If you don't at least put your hand over your heart and join us in our pledge of allegiance to this great nation leftists biden voters ccp supporters maskers pro uh, uh, uh vax mandate supporters go ahead and take a knee we know you don't believe in liberty anyway i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all. All right. Speaking of liberty and speaking of, you know, what I just said, um, you know, that was obviously taken the as a reference to the whole Colin Kaepernick movement, which started around five years ago now. It's been about five years since he's been in the NFL, if you, if you can believe that. And, of course, it inspired a lot of other, uh, you know, groupthink individuals, shallow thinkers who are easily influenced by groupthink, including uh, those in the professional sports world, to join his cause and kneel and do all kinds of other things that are embarrassing and stupid. But I'm going to use that to segue into what I want to start with this morning, a bit of a stunner, a bit of a shock. The National Basketball Association, which I do not watch anymore because of their extraordinary wokeness, uh, you understand that. Uh, they, they just went all in. I won't go into their litany of ridiculous uh, uh, statements and campaigns and things. I just stopped watching it for the obvious reasons. Same reason many others did. But the NBA is getting ready to start their new season. They have practices underway now here as October starts. They're going to have some preseason, I guess, coming up by the end of this month. And I think the whole thing starts in November. I can't swear to that. But 
But it's coming up. And they made an announcement. And the announcement is this. While the NBA itself does not have a vaccine mandate because they can't get a negotiation with the players' union yet on that attempt, what they have announced is that any NBA players who don't play in cities where there are vaccine mandates for anybody to come in and, 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 uh, and participate in public events, they won't be paid for it. The NBA announced yesterday it will withhold payment from unvaccinated players who miss games due to local vaccine mandates. What that means is if your team, let's say the Cavaliers, go into another city like Chicago where there is a mandate, any indoor public spaces like, uh, I don't know, a basketball arena, you have to show a vaccine uh, passport. And if you are unvaccinated and can't do it, they won't let you play. The NBA is saying if you don't play because of that, then you don't get paid. One star player, um, and I don't remember who he plays for now, and I should. Like I said, I don't watch it anymore, but I I used to have a ton of knowledge of this stuff. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is his name. The reason I know him mostly, again, he's a former Cavalier too. But um, for for a hot minute anyway. Um, Andrew Wiggins is going to forfeit because he plays in Los Angeles. I, I believe it's Los Angeles. I'm trying to find all of this at the same time. Andrew Wiggins is going to forfeit half of his salary, literally, because he plays in one of the cities that has a local mandate, and he says he is not going to get vaccinated. He's not going to get vaccinated, and he said, if they won't let me play half of the games and they take half of my money, that's my business, not yours. He's essentially telling reporters who are asking about it, what are you going to do? He said, that's what I'm going to do. He's just dead set against taking the vaccine. He didn't really go into a lot of depth as to why. Um, there are others who are going to be forfeiting a ton of money as well. And I'm talking about literally tens of millions of dollars because they are standing on principle. Now, one might say, well, it's pretty easy for a multimillionaire to stand on principle and lose their job. It's a lot harder for a nurse or a firefighter or a police officer or a teacher or somebody else who has been threatened that if you don't take the jab, you lose your job completely it's a lot harder for them to stand on principle and to stand on medical privacy and medical freedom and not take the jab if they don't want to and lose their jobs and their ability to provide for themselves. In other words, if an Andrew Wiggins loses tens of millions of dollars, the good news for him is he still has tens of millions of dollars. He gets the other half of his salary. But New York, Chicago, and uh, San Francisco and L.A. Oh, I think Wiggins is, is of uh, Golden State. That's what it is. So he's San Francisco. But at any rate, they have vaccine mandates, and those are the cities. Yeah, they, he is a warrior. He's a Golden State warrior, not, not L.A., my bad. I knew it was California, but that's all right. Uh, so he's one of those, including former Cavalier Kyrie Irving, who plays in Brooklyn. So he's under the New York statute that says you must be vaccinated in order to be in the, in the public buildings. And therefore, he can't play his home games. He's going to lose half of his salary. Now, again, most of them are basically saying it's my business, not yours. I want to keep it private. The reason I'm setting all of this up is I want to play for you uh, a short two-minute clip of an NBA player who didn't keep uh, remain silent about this. He took questions on why he is not vaccinated and why he p- does not plan to get vaccinated and why he's willing to lose money over this because it's important to him, it's personal to him, and it's very, very well thought out and well argued by him. He plays for the Orlando Magic. His name is Jonathan Isaac. 
Uh, I had never heard Jonathan Isaac speak before this interview. Uh, you know, uh, that they did on Media Day as the NBA gets its uh, practice schedule and preseason underway. Uh, I'd never heard him speak before this. I am so glad I did now, and I think you will be too. Listen to the well-founded arguments and common-sensible approach offered here by NBA player Jonathan Isaac. And I think it's something that in every walk of life, you don't have to be a basketball player, I think in every walk of life we can relate to. Listen. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've, I've had COVID um, in the past, and so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity, has uh, uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would... Uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. and. Um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. I, um, I was blown away when I heard Jonathan Isaac. I think that is as strong of an argument against mandatory vaccinations as I have heard from anybody. He's an NBA player. He's not a doctor, he's not a researcher, he's not a nurse, he's not a scientist, he's not a talk show host, he's not a journalist, and he argued his point there as well as anybody I think has ever argued theirs. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, he said, I'm not anti-science, but number one, I've already had COVID, I have the antibodies, I believe myself to be protected as well as anybody who's ever gotten this shot could be protected. Given my age and my health status, he's in his mid-20s. He's obviously, as an NBA player, in extraordinary health. He said he is very, very low risk of anything bad happening to him if he did come down with COVID-19. And this is his business. This is his decision. He will make his decision going forward if the circumstances change. But the biggest thing is he said, look, it's my right. He didn't use those words. It's my right. We have the liberty in this country of making up our own minds. And I don't believe that people are who are vaccinated are automatically non-infected. 
And I don't believe people who are unvaccinated should automatically be considered to be infected because it doesn't work that way. There are plenty of vaccinated people who carry the virus, who are getting sick, who are passing it on to other people. Uh, I mean, get the, who get the vaccine, not the virus, beg your pardon. Plenty of people who get the vaccine who are doing that. Um, and he said, at the end of the day, we need to respect everybody's individual choices and individual freedoms. Isn't that what this country is supposed to be all about before the you know Vax Nazis got into play here? And so Jonathan Isaac made a very well reasoned, very well articulated, uh, you know, explanation of his his decision. And what did the left wing media do immediately? Left wing Twitter attacked him and called him an anti vaxxer and called him an anti science nut. They attacked his intelligence. John Jonathan Isaac is just by that two minute clip far more intelligent than virtually any and everybody who is a pro vaxxer or I'm sorry, pro-vax mandate person, not just pro-vaxxer, but mandating it for everybody, regardless of whether they're 79 with 19 different comorbidities or like Jonathan Isaac, 25 and in the peak of his health. Yeah, they're, they're exactly the same thing. Those people are exactly the same. They should both take the same drugs at the same time and the same amounts. Oh, and by the way, the seven-year-old in his uh, second-grade classroom he should take the same exact drug as Jonathan Isaac. This should be mandatory for everybody because everybody's bodies are exactly the same. This is what these lunatics want you to think. They need to listen to Jonathan Isaac. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision and um you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Loving your neighbor is not just loving those that agree with you or who look like you or do what you do. It's loving those who don't. That guy is a breath of fresh air, a bright light in his sport, and hopefully a bright light going forward. I think he has an enormous future, and I don't know what in. But all I know is Jonathan Isaac has restored a little bit of my faith here. 923, we'll be right back. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. You know, uh, this is... You know, today destroys the night. This is why regular people, normal people, sensible people hate the American left, and in particular, American left media. I just played for you those comments from Jonathan Isaac, and I want to. I, I said he's probably 25 years old, so I just went to look up his age, so I typed his name into the search engine that is not Google, DuckDuckGo, always use DuckDuckGo, or some other search engine, not Google. Google. So I typed his name into the search engine just to find out how old he is. By the way, he's not 25. He's 23. Very young and very, very intelligent young man. But along with finding his age, I found a headline. It was right on top of the top of the search results. From the Orlando Sentinel, Magic's Jonathan Isaac can't give good reason why he's the team's only unvaccinated player. Can't give good reason. 
He spent two minutes giving you exceptionally good reasons, outstanding reasons, reasons of common sense, reasons of science, reasons of privacy, reasons of personal choice. They all applied. He brought the medicine and the, and, and the science with the fact that he's been, uh, already been infected and has the antibodies. He brought the, the liberty that he and every other American has. He brought the personal choice. He brought the, brought the, I'm not going to judge other people who get it. I'm only asking not to be judged by those who don't. And the headline is, Isaac can't give good reason why he's the team's only unvaccinated player. And by the way, I didn't know this at the time I did this story and, and, and gave you that commentary. I didn't realize this. But contained in a sidebar story to this one on the, in the Orlando Sentinel, is a story that was written last July by the very same columnist who is writing about, a reporter who is writing about the, uh, the, the vaccine refusal. Jonathan Isaac, last year, was the only player on his team and one of very, very few in the league who refused to kneel for the national anthem during the Black Lives Matters movement. I didn't know that. He refused to kneel. There's a picture of it. Every member of the Orlando Magic, including the ball girls and everybody else, when the NBA resumed their play, every one of them on a knee during the national anthem, during the league's sponsor. Remember I told you I don't watch the NBA anymore because of their extraordinary wokeness. This is one of them. They just bowed to Marxism and to hatred and division with the Black Lives Matter uh, you know, open before every game. They, would, they were all over it and, and about it, because after all, the league is 80% African-American, so of course they have to kowtow to uh, the movement of the day. But one player stood there respect, respectfully for the national anthem. I'm staring at the picture right now, and it was Jonathan Isaac. He stood up while the entire league knelt because he did not believe it was the right thing to do. Now he is standing up while 90% of the league is vaccinated and saying, I don't need to get vaccinated. I'm already inoculated by way of natural immunity. I don't need this. And by the way, it's not anybody else's business. It is mine. We are all free people who have the right to make up our own choices, and we shouldn't judge one another based on those choice choices. And now they're coming down on him, calling him an anti-vaxxer, calling him a flat earther, calling him a anti-science uh, person, and so on and so forth. It is simply inconceivable. This is why we hate the left. One of many, many, many reasons why we hate the left, but that's just another one that I think you should probably think about. Okay, it's 9.30. We'll take our time out here. We'll get the bottom of the hour news. We're going to come back and talk about what it means to be pro-American, what it means to teach our kids to actually love this country. It matters. It's the antithesis of what CRT teaches. We're going to talk to Adam Waldeck, the president of 1776 Action, about that coming up next day in 1420. Keeping you vaccinated against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Well, somebody's got to do it, right? 937, thanks for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. So I told you, um, uh, 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 man, I want to say a few days, that's not being accurate, a couple of weeks, 
maybe three weeks ago, I gave a speech um, in which I was asked to describe or, or identify and discuss the top four issues facing this country right now, the four most concerning issues. And uh, I laid them out for you, and I kind of gave you a very, very, very tiny thumbnail sketch of the speech that I gave uh, in person to the group uh, here on the air. And um, I, one of the ones that did not make the list, though, that I said that very easily could have was patriotism. It was a belief in American exceptionalism. It was the ongoing assault on what made and makes this country great. Uh, the greatest force for good in the history of the world, the history of humanity. Um, I believe that. I truly do. When people do not believe in the inherent goodness and greatness of this country, I think it leads to almost all of the other social ills uh, that we continue to battle about. I really firmly believe that. The four I identified uh, were, and not necessarily in this order, but were immigration and the need to actually establish and maintain sovereignty, educational indoctrination, election integrity, because that's the core of fixing everything if we can't ever win elections again, and the First Amendment, our right to speak out on all of the above and all of the issues that didn't make the list. But I said, really, American patriotism, particularly in young Americans, could be in that top four very easily. Well, I use that as an introduction to the 1776 Action Organization that I don't know a ton about, that I was actually just recently introduced to. Um, The 1776 Action Organization uh, apparently is devoted to kind of fighting and battling uh, some of the indoctrination that I talked about in point number two. Uh, The critical race theory, the gender ideology, the overt sexual education uh, going on in our classrooms. Uh, the belief that the United States of America is not a systemically racist country built on slavery in 1619, but that we are actually a believer in freedom for all. And that is exactly what this country was founded on in 1776. So let's bring in the man who is running 1776 Action and learn more about who they are and what they're doing and why they're doing it. Adam Waldeck is the president of 1776 Action. Thanks for joining us this morning, Adam. How are you? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, Before I ask you to tell me more about 1776 Action, how dangerous is it if our country raises generations of kids who don't have an extraordinary amount of pride in the nation in which they were born, uh, the nation that continues to work, uh, again, to, to help and assist virtually everybody, everywhere is the greatest force for good in the history of humanity. Um, how dangerous is it if we let these kids grow up thinking that this country is something less than that? Oh, it's, it's national suicide. I mean, it's the recipe for the end of a nation, you know, uh, to have a situation where, and the the the, and the 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 worst part about it is that it's all based on 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 untruths, you know. But to have to have kids grow up to think that they are that they that, you know it's you know uh, that that America is not a good place, you know that it's uh, irredeemably uh, racist, hateful, you know they're never going to have a chance. Um, it's 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 the worst thing that you could possibly do. And what's going on now? It's it's not just about the very essence of you know who we are as a country, but it's about how they look at their classmates. It's about how they look at their fellow citizens, and not 
not looking at them as their fellow citizens, but looking at them as, you know, either their allies or, you know, or their enemies in a way, uh, based upon their skin color. So it's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing, and I think that your point, I couldn't have said it better myself, it's patriotism. And that's really, you know, the, the, the culture wars over things like abortion and, you know, marriage are being replaced by the, the more fundamental uh, argument over who we are as a nation and whether America is good or whether America is bad. I think that's very well said. And um, Adam Waldeck is my guest. Again, he's the president of 1776 Action. Tell me about the genesis. Uh, how did this organization get started, and what are your goals? Sure. Um, uh, well, it got started, uh, really kind of started having conversations about it uh, right around when Biden came in and immediately on day one canceled Trump's 1776 commission. You know, it wasn't an accident that that happened on, on day one. It was really meant, I think, to be sort of an in-your-face you know, kind of put down. Um, and it was really a sign that the left today is really dead set on They're They're digging in on this issue. Um, and so, you know, there started to be a lot of articles popping up in the news. And, you know, I'm not talking about necessarily just conservative media uh, around, um, you know, parents and teachers starting to kind of get together and anonymously start speaking up because they were afraid, um, you know, in terms of what they saw going on in their in the schools. And sort of just came to the conclusion that, you know, we kind of know what's going on. Who's going to do something about it? Who's, you know, if there's, if there's a school board pushing some of this crazy stuff, you know, who's going to jump in and try to, like, actually make a difference? And so that's where the name came, you know, the, you know action. Um, that's where that, you know, was kind of born from. And so we launched back in uh, March primarily with help from, uh, from Ben Carson, uh, also from Newt, uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, people that I've done a lot of work with over the years. Um, and, you know, in this, in the sense of, um, in regards to Dr. Carson, he was actually on Trump's 1776 commission as well. Um, but anyway, so really the goal is to defeat this stuff. And so the, the main two things that we're doing right now, we released a, a pledge, uh, called the 1776 pledge to save our schools. We released that back in May. And the purpose of that is really to give parents and other people who care about this a tool by which to evaluate the candidates and officials that are going to be the ones actually representing them and voting on on, edu- on, on things that touch education, and that's primarily state and local. So we, we put that out there. We've had uh, Governor Nome in South Dakota was the first one to sign. Um, she's now been followed by over now close to 300 um, officials and candidates, uh, state and local, around the country. Um, and so the, you know, the purpose of that is to make sure that when somebody goes into the voting booth, uh, that this is one of the main issues on their mind. And, and part of that is knowing where people stand. Um, because in many ways, in many, in often, you know, oftentimes, um, they are nonpartisan elections. So you don't know, if you even know who your school board person is, you may not know kind of, you know, do they share my values, right? And then the second piece is us as an organization jumping in um, and just basically picking fights around the country where we think that we can be effective. So, for example, just real quickly, I mean, in, in New Hampshire, they were the first state in the country uh, to put out a um, to file a bill uh, to basically ban CRT concepts uh, in their K through 12 schools. And we were reached out to by a father there who was just absolutely horrified at the things that were being pushed on his kids and his elementary school kids. Um, and uh, we launched a four month campaign there with uh, earned media, with television ads, with radio ads text messaging with, you know, basically everything that you could try to do to help move the needle. 
and that bill passed and has now been signed into law. So um, it was a really great sort of first success that we could be a part of, and we're working to replicate that, you know, around the country, not necessarily around, you know, bills to ban it, even though that's good. Um, it kind of, you know, the fights are different depending upon where you are. Um, you know, in one in one sense, there was a um, few weeks ago, there's a teacher in Connecticut of second grade who was disgusted and was ready to leave her profession. She's a fourth generation teacher um, teaching for the last six years. And we helped her put a video out that went viral online and to help expose what was going on. And it's really kind of kicked up some dust there and uh, really created some major uh, debate um, there locally. Um, you know, so we're doing that kind of stuff too. You know, it's, it's sort of, there's lots of different ways to fight this, um, but that's really what we're focused on. Adam Waldeck is the president of 1776 Action, the organization he's discussing right now. So I'm looking at the website, Adam. Um, September was Patriotic Education Month. Well, today is the last day of September, so I'm late to, late to the party. Uh, what, what, yeah, can, uh, what, 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 what are you encouraging people to do uh, during the other 11 months out of the year? What do, you want, what do you want to see people do to take part in this? Sure. I mean, uh, our the reason we kind of came up with that is because it's a simple thing. I mean, you know, all you know, governors in particular, they're they're putting out proclamations all the time. You know, this is this month or this is you know whatever day. Um, and so we figure it's not enough just to be fighting the bad stuff. We also need to be doing something proactive to make sure that we are teaching young Americans about the history and the heroes and the values of this country. And so September. You know, it's 9-11, right? It's, you know, so, you know, there's, there's, you know, that's become sort of a, you know, a major thing, obviously remembering that each year and, you know, the flags are flying and things and that's a, an opportunity to teach. Um, you know, why are people, why do people rally around that flag? You know, why, why do people do that? You know, it's like they need to understand that. It's also happens to be the month of uh, Constitution Day. So we put out a sample proclamation that we're, we are encouraging basically elected officials from governors down to school board members um, to, to declare. Um, and it's got all sorts of things and ideas and activities uh, for people to do to sort of celebrate America and teach about America. So um, that's what we're, you know, that's just one thing. And, you know, uh, hopefully it will be so successful that uh, we decide, uh, people decide the other 11 months would be great to be celebrating yeah. America as well. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be a terrible outcome, but, you know, to your point, what you said at the very beginning, it's about teaching, you know, teaching our youngest citizens about their country, to, because if we do this right, then they will graduate being proud citizens of this country. It's not, you know, they're not going to be patriotic because we tell them they have to be, you know, they ha- it has to be something that they know and feel in their heart. And they have that that comes with understanding the true history and values of this country. And, um, you know, there's great stuff, there's bad stuff. But at the end of the day, it's an inspiring story. And, you know, people all around the planet. Well, it's a story, to, it, you know, it's a story of redemption, American. too. I think There's that's part of that's. Yes. I, I apologize. Adam. That's one of the things, you know, people think that we're trying to whitewash history. We're trying to say that there weren't bad things in our history and that it's absolutely <laughs> not true. We want all of the history taught because the history of some of the terrible times in our country. 
lead to and led to yes. uh, the greatest redemption that anyone could ever have. Yes. The sacrifices that were made to stop evil, the sacrifices that were made to atone for mistakes, uh, for for uh, for periods uh, that that we should not and are not proud of. That's what makes this country great. There's so many other countries that have endured, you know, some of the same types of things like slavery in their. In fact, it's still going on in nations around the world. By the way, slavery has not been abolished in every nation. Uh, this nation was the only nation that spent nearly a million lives, uh, untold dollars, uh, uh, numbers of dollars, uh, brother against brother, to fight and wipe out the institution of slavery, and then to atone for it, and to and to you know declare and make everyone in this country truly, literally, spiritually, in in every manner, equal to one another. And it's our it's it's our great redemption story that our kids should be taught, not not have that stuff hidden from them. That's exactly right. I want to I want to I want to tell one. I, I shouldn't say a story. I'll be very I'll be very brief. But sure. Um, sure. you talk about this. You know, people talk about the sixteen nineteen project, right? And you know, it's sort of like you know they're trying to make the case. Here they are making the case that America was basically founded to protect slavery, as if America right. invented slavery, right? And to your right. point. Slavery was the, was the rule, and so there's a chart um, that, that we've been sharing. Um, it is a chart of basically the number of abolitions across the planet going back to the 1500s, okay? And so it's a line, and for, for, for years and years and years, the 1500s, the 1600s, most of the 1700s, it's flat because slavery was the rule. I mean, that was basically, that, that was, it was, it was the rule, and all of a sudden, the number in terms of abolitions just jumps dramatically. It never comes down, and I'm talking like a rocket ship. And the question is, well, gosh, what happened? Why did that change? Well, if you look on it, the number, the year that that happened was 1776. And the reason for that was because a new nation was founded on a very revolutionary principle that we are all created equal by God, and within a very short period of time, there started to be uh, laws passed, particularly in the North, on slavery, eventually, as you noted, you know, came to a head in the Civil War, um, and that that continued around the planet. So, I mean, in terms of you want to talk about slavery, you know, it, the, the reality is America was founded on a principle that was completely at odds with slavery, and the values of our founders and the values of 1776 not only changed this nation, but they changed the world, and they set off an entire chain reaction of freedom. And that, that is the story of America. And that is the story that needs to be told to every generation of kids, uh, really in perpetuity, forever. Uh, that is exactly what yep. uh, this nation is. I love the pledge, by the way. I read the pledge before you came on the air, the Citizen Pledge. I encourage everybody to go and read that mm-hmm. for yourself and see if it's something you can agree with and get behind. It's at 1776action.org. And if you look in the upper right-hand corner of the uh, of the uh, top menu, you'll see the pledge, Citizen Pledge, under that. Go ahead and read it. It's a little too long for me to read right now. We have, uh, we're out of our time, but I want everybody to read that. I think it's very well written, very well argued, and uh, and I support. Uh, I'm so glad to hear, by the way, that I love Dr. Carson. I love uh, the former Speaker Newt Gingrich, Gingrich as well. I'm glad you have such prominent patriots on board with 1776 Action, uh, Adam, and I really appreciate you bringing this to our attention. Yes, thank you very much, Bob. And I would just tell your listeners that the, when they go see that pledge, they, they can see the one for candidates as well. And so it's it's our job as citizens to, to put pressure on anyone running to represent us 
to encourage them to take a position and sign it. Um, agreed, agreed. So they can get that up there as well. So I, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Time. Yes, sir. Thank you, Adam Aldeck, president of the 1776 Action Organization. Again, online at 1776action.org. And we'll be right back. Okay, it's 9.55. Thanks again. 9.56 now, to be accurate. Uh, thanks again to Adam. Uh, don't forget, Dr. Piper's coming up in uh, just a few after the top of the hour. I, I just got a text message before that interview that I just did with Adam from somebody following up on my Jonathan Isaac story for the, the uh, basketball player for the Orlando Magic who made a very, very strong and well-argued uh, you know, explanation uh, of, as to why he's not vaccinated. He doesn't need it. He's already had COVID. He's got antibodies. He's in the prime of his life. He's 23 years old. He's extraordinarily healthy. He's a professional athlete. Uh, he is at the lowest risk possible for any serious complications coming from a, a COVID diagnosis. And now he's being criticized. Now people are saying he didn't have a good explanation, couldn't come up with a good reason why he's not vaccinated. The only player on the team not vaccinated. He gave the great, re- great reasons. But I just wanted to throw this out there. Somebody sent this to me. July 31st, 2020. In a bout against the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA bubble, Isaac was the only player to stand during the U.S. National Anthem. When asked about his decision after the game, he responded, quote, I believe that black lives matter. A lot went into my decision. It's my thought that kneeling or wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt doesn't go hand in hand with supporting black lives. End quote. That's on his Wikipedia page. He is listed as a Christian, and he is one of six children in his family. His family did an outstanding job of raising him, and, uh, and I would imagine the other kids as well, because he's right. Wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt does nothing but promote Marxism, because it doesn't mean squat about actual black lives. This young man is wise beyond his 23 years. If somebody with Black Lives Matter cared at all about black lives, they would go into Chicago every weekend wearing their shirts or not and do something to save black lives. Because every weekend in Chicago, three, four, five dozen people are shot. 97% of them are black. 97% of the shooters are black. It's just the reality of the world. African Americans get murdered in this country uh, at a far, far, far higher rate per capita than any other race and the shooters the killers in each of those instances again to the tune of 95 96 percent are other african americans do black lives matter you're darn right they do i say they do but black lives matter the organization is not about black lives it is about uh community destruction the destruction of private property the destruction of the nuclear family the division and the reacquisition, or rather, that's not fair, reacquiring would mean that you had it the first time around. Wealth redistribution is a better way to say what I'm talking about. In other words, full-on Marxism. That's what the Black Lives Matter organization is about, dividing this country along racial lines and then trying to rebuild it in a Marxist or under Marxist theory. That's the reality of the situation. 
Jonathan Isaacs was not going to bow to that. He wasn't going to kneel to that. Jonathan Isaacs said, you know what? Nope. I believe real black lives matter, and I would rather help try to save black lives than promote organizations that don't give a rip about black lives, like BLM. So I, I just love that kid. I do. I love what he said about the vaccines. I love what he said about personal responsibility and the fact that, yes, he brought the science with him as well. Okay, going to take a time out here at the top of the hour. We've got news. Then Dr. Everett Piper. Dr. Piper is fired up about Facebook bans. He has been banned for doing what I said Jonathan Isaac did, bring in the science. He's bringing the science. And since Mark Zuckerberg's moderators and algorithms don't like the real science, They spiked his stories and suspended him, not once but twice. He's fired up about that. We're going to talk to Dr. Piper about that. And also, who should have a bigger say in your kid's education? The teachers or you, the parents? Dr. Piper's got thoughts on that, too. Coming up next on AM 1420, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.